welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Coons. I apologize for the delay in between episodes. I've had quite a busy time here at home with an infant, trying to survive COVID-19, uh, trying to conduct online school. It's been, uh, it's been a hectic few weeks, um, so we're a few weeks behind. These interviews were recorded uh, in mid-April, and we're just going to jump right into it. Um, I spoke with a occupational therapist working in central Massachusetts and a financial advisor specializing in retirement planning also working in Massachusetts. So, and lastly, at the very end of the show, I am going to share my new exclusive track set to the tune of Riptide. This one is called COVID Tide. So stick around. You're not going to want to miss that. All right. Without further delay, here's my first guest on the show. Her name is Emily. She works as an occupational therapist. Hello. Hello, Emily. Yes. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm good. I I trust that you're surviving COVID-19 okay? I am. I'm managing. <laughs> Is it a little bit stressful or has it not been that bad? Um, It's been pretty good for the most part. I mean, since I was furloughed from work, um, it's definitely been a change of routine. <laughs> I'm sure. So yeah. I've been, yeah, home a lot more. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's been fine. Okay. So where are you right now and what do you do for a living? So I live in central Massachusetts and I'm an occupational therapist in the outpatient rehab department of a hospital here. Um, so I don't work inpatient in the hospital, but I work more in an outpatient clinic. Mm -hmm. So we see people who come in for, well, I treat any injuries or conditions of the upper extremity. So shoulder tendonitis, elbow fractures, wrist fractures, tendon or nerve injuries or surgeries. Um, so people come into the clinic, you work with them hands-on, you do some massage and some stretching and then set them up with some exercises that they do at home. Okay. And you, you mentioned you were furloughed. Um, so other, I mean, obviously that's impacted your work in a, in a serious way, but how else has COVID impacted your, uh, your clinic? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, um, when it first started, it was more so just reiterating kind of the typical cleaning of all the equipment that we do in between each patient, um, really encouraging patients to wash their hands before you started working with them since it is really hands-on. Um, but then the caseload gradually started to decrease because a lot of the patients that we see are older adults, mm -hmm. many of whom who might have those underlying health conditions that can put you more at risk. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of comes down to that deciding, is it really essential for you to come into a clinic and potentially put yourself at risk? So what are people doing who need physical therapy but can't actually go to see a physical therapist in person? With those patients, I set them up with home exercise programs that they could progress at home. So normally I would give them exercises and then would say, okay, I'm going to see you in a couple days and we'll see how you're doing then. Mm -hmm. um, but I would write out, okay, if we don't see you for several weeks, this is what you can do for yourself week one this is what you can do for yourself week two um, we do still have a few therapists who are working 
um, to see the more critical patients. Like, um, I mean, we certainly still have people who have more traumatic injuries, so those do have to be seen. Mm-hmm. But at least for the the quote unquote non essential type of patients, um, they can kind of do their own exercises at home for now. Gotcha. So what's life like in your broader community right now? It kind of seems like people have gotten used to the new normal for the most part. Um, I mean, once you go out, you see a lot more people wearing masks, whether it's masks that they bought or homemade masks. So it's kind of nice at least to see that people, a lot more people are taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um you see like at stop and shop they have one-way arrows going up and down the aisles so you're less likely to have people running into each other or getting too close because it's kind of laying out how you go through the the grocery store right um so yeah you can kind of see it as you walk around do you sense like people are itching to get back to some kind of normal or are people still taking it seriously i know in the news lately, the whole discussion has been about, you know, when to reopen and how to reopen. I'm wondering what what your your feeling is or what your perception is of people up in Massachusetts right now. Yeah, I think it's been a little bit of both because it does seem like people are taking it seriously um, for the most part, I would say. So in terms of, yes, you do want to go back to normal, but at the same time, we've shifted our mindset to taking it seriously so much to this extent Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't want to go all the way from this direction of kind of trying to do the right thing to all of a sudden flipping that switch and going back before we're ready. Right. So, I mean, you definitely do want to go back to normal and have that typical routine, but at the same time need to figure out the way to do it in the the best way possible for everyone. Yeah. I, get the perception down here in North Carolina that we're sort of we're sort of split um, in the grocery stores you definitely see a lot of masks but there's also a lot of people um, that are not kind of following those guidelines um, and I just wonder moving forward how how our state's gonna react um, with the continuation of social distance I don't know we'll see I guess yeah and it can be a little nerve-wracking too because I mean we certainly see a couple people like you said not wearing masks around here too or um, so with the whole not knowing if people are sick or not knowing what the mentality of the person is that you might be approaching, mm-hmm. like when you go to the grocery store, you don't know if that person who's not wearing a mask, maybe they think the whole thing is a hoax and you don't necessarily know what's going through their mind at that point. Yeah. But for the most part, it seems like people are taking it a little more seriously well, that's than they used to at least. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you feel like my listeners should know right now, my students, my huge audience out there? <laughs> I think your audience is probably growing. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, but I would say just try to keep using good judgment. I mean, I've been kind of dealing with the whole shift in routine by um, seeking out advice from different people. I tend to spend a good amount of time watching YouTube and there's a few people on there that have pretty good advice that um, I've started following, one of which is just trying to get yourself back into a little bit of a routine. Mm -hmm. Um, I myself am very much of a routine-oriented person, so to go from 
working and having that steady routine to all of a sudden being completely on my own. I've tried to stick to at least setting an alarm in the morning, getting up, kind of going about what you normally would do mm-hmm. just to get yourself started in the morning. And then um, there's actually there's a decent amount of people that do exercise videos and things like that online. So one thing my boyfriend and I have been doing is um, a yoga session online every day at the same time. So it's kind of like you're connected even though you're not necessarily physically seeing each other. Mm -hmm. So just trying to do things like that to kind of give yourself your own routine in a time when there's a lot of uncertainty going on. Right. Are there any uh, like YouTube channels or people you want to shout out and recommend? Well, one I would say would be, um, her name is Dodie Clark. Okay. And she is a singer songwriter. She's from London. Um, and so she's actually one of my favorite musical artists to listen to, but she also will occasionally just do some little vlogs and videos. Um, so her YouTube account is Doddle Oddle, but her name is Dodie Clark. Okay. So she's Doddle one that I've liked listening to. Yeah. Got it. I'll check her out. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I've noticed getting back to like the idea of people being connected and uh, watching, you know, yoga videos and things. It's funny because although we're, I feel kind of isolated at home, I think I've been better about reaching out to people, FaceTiming, um, you know, doing, I feel like I'm doing better at uh, talking to people that I often don't, which is sort of interesting. Um, consequence. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, I was thinking about that the other day, um, even with things like Zoom and different apps that there are for connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like sometimes we're connecting with more people. Like I have friends that um, one of my friends is a labor and delivery nurse in New York City. So I've reached out to her a couple of times um, and I hadn't texted her for a while. Like it's one of those kind of things where it's like you have those long term friendships and long distance friendships and something like this can make you think to reach out to that person, which is kind of nice. Yeah. And it's a, you know, a good way to pass the time, a good way to find some little piece of positivity amidst this situation. Yeah. Oh, one other thing I've been doing to kind of get a change of scenery, um, going for, even just going for a drive and parking at a park or somewhere that's got some nice scenery, um, and then bringing a book and just sitting in the car and reading somewhere else. So you're kind of getting that change of scenery well, without really being exposed to other people at the same time. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because if a few days that it's been rainy here and I haven't like left the house to walk the dogs or something, I realize after 24 hours of being in the same house, it's. I don't think it does good things for my mental health. You know. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's good to get out. That's a good idea to try that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it definitely helped me. Well, good. Um, any any last pieces of of advice you can think of? I mean, I don't think so. I would always come back to the wash your hands and, (laughs) but also just kind of be gentle with yourself. It's kind of a lot that we're going through right now. So try not to put too much pressure on yourself. Don't put too much pressure on the people around you and just take care of yourself and other people if you can. Yeah. I mean, that's all, I guess that's all we really can do at this point. Yeah. All right. Well, Emily, thank you for taking your time and talking to us. Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll talk to you soon.
Okay, take care. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, my next guest is a longtime childhood friend of mine. His name's Eric. He works in financial planning. He's a big numbers guy, loves those spreadsheets, just crunches numbers all day. Um, and here he is to give us his analysis and experience with the COVID situation. Where are you right now, and what do you do for a living? Uh, right now, I am at my parents' place in Acton, Massachusetts. Um, I normally live in South Boston, but uh, with this whole breakout, uh, this COVID breakout, I decided to head to the suburbs. And um, for work, I'm doing retirement plan consulting. Uh, I'm doing investment advisory for corporate 401k plans. So are you just working from home right now? Is that your work allows you to do that? Uh, yeah, as of now, um, you know, we, we recently got acquired by Goldman Sachs and they have a firm-wide policy that um, we're going to be working from home uh, throughout the end of April. Um, I haven't heard any updates since, but that's, a, you know, that's obviously right around the corner. So um, I'm not sure what to expect for May, but um, I've, I've heard of a lot of other firms, um, you know, have, you know, carrying this policy over throughout May. Um that's kind of my expectation at this point. Yeah, it definitely seems like we're not ready to open everything up uh, right this second. At least that's the vibe I'm getting down in North Carolina. They just um, extended the school cancellation through the academic year, so we're out of school, um, I guess, until August. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you know Governor Baker just did the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that uh, seems to be the trend. Gotcha. Um, so... In terms the average person could understand, how and why would you say COVID is impacting financial markets in the U.S.? Um, so a ton has happened. Um, yeah, a ton has happened with you know the stock market. Uh, you know when we kind of found out the severity of um, this disease and um, year to date uh, the market's still down like twelve percent or so. And, um, you know, I'm actually a little surprised that the market has seemed to rally in recent weeks. Um, and I just think there's so much uncertainty that, you know, with this whole disease, um, I think maybe the market is a little overly optimistic on when we can actually open the economy up. Um, because, you know, it seems like every, every week, you know, the news keeps getting worse and um, it's whether it be jobless claims or, um, you know, new cases, um, death rates. And um, I'm, I'm a little surprised, uh, you know, a lot of companies have been announcing earnings and those haven't been going well, um, but people seem to be optimistic for the future. Um, so I think there's, I think there's kind of a dislocation between the stock market and what's actually going on in our economy. Okay. Um, I know you, you just mentioned um, jobless claims. That was kind of my next question. Um, what are what have the trends been like in the last few weeks? It's pretty bleak, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so it's, um, you know, new jobless uh, benefit claims have been, you know, rising at an unprecedented rate, um, unprecedented rate. Uh, I had a number up near me, but... Um, trying to pull that up but it's just like when you're looking at the, the chart it's just 
you know, a line straight up and something that we've never seen before. And, um, you know, JP Morgan, uh, just, uh, in their earnings statement, they, they kind of are projecting, you know, GDP in the second quarter to decline by about 40% and then unemployment to rise to about 20%. Wow. So that's a, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's something that me and you have never lived through. So that's, yeah, I, I feel like it's got to make people nervous. I know that makes me nervous. So Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's kind of like the bedrock of our country in a lot of ways. People working and yep. the markets and whatnot. Um, I understand you may have had a possible exposure and encounter with COVID, but you're you're not sure at this point. You want to walk us through that experience? Yeah. Um, so a, a few weeks ago, I I developed some symptoms, um, you know, and I don't know whether I was just being, you know, paranoid and jumped to the conclusion that I had, you know, coronavirus. But, um, you know, when, when you look at how, how quickly this thing spreads and um, how contagious it really is, uh, it starts to make more sense. And my roommate, uh, his girlfriend is a nurse and she actually got the virus and, um, you know, tested positive. So he, he had similar symptoms to her. Um, and he, he, he pretty much stayed at his, her place for, um, you know, 14 days or so. And, you know, until his symptoms, you know, disappeared. But um, and then I don't know about there was just some point where I I I, I came over. Um, sorry, I gotta. Uh, uh, yeah. So um, there was another point where. Um, sorry, I'm getting another call, and I don't know how to. Okay, I'll just call it. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, there was a point where I just thought that I had it. Um, you know, I had some symptoms of, you know, itchy throat, um, a sore throat actually. And I did get, uh, swollen lymph nodes, which, um, you know, I Googled whether that was a symptom of uh, coronavirus or not. And I didn't read anything on that, but, um, at the same time, those, that tends to happen when your body is fighting a virus. So, um, so I, I kind of just went under the assumption that I did in fact have it. Um, so then after that, I, you know, fortunately for me, I I was able to go back to my parents' place, which, you know, sounds like the last thing you want to do is, uh, you know, put your parents at risk. But, uh, fortunately for me, there's an area for me to quarantine and, um, I did complete isolation for two weeks and, um, symptoms did go away, but, uh, and now I'm able to eat dinner with my family and spend time with them. So, uh, things seem to be better for us. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad you're out and on the other side now. What was the 14 days like being isolated? That sounds pretty tough. Um, so I, I thought that the first week was more difficult. Um, I, I was kind of just like, what, what do I do? And, um, kind of binge watching a lot of TV shows and, and all that and um you know doing facetimes with a few friends or uh and and, and that was that was tough I, I i found myself spending a lot of time on my phone and i was just like you know there, there came to a point where i was like all right i can you know keep doing what i'm doing or i can try to 
um, you know, focus on things that I, I would like to do that I'm always, you know, seemingly too busy to do. Uh, you know, one of those is play guitar. Um, you know, that's just a good ho- hobby to have, uh, you know, stimulate the mind a little bit. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I, I put, played a ton of guitar, um, and just did some more reading and, you know, things that, you know, some Friday nights you want to go, you want to do, but, uh, you know, you got to get pressured into going out to bars with friends and whatnot. So mm-hmm. kind of been focusing on the activities that I want to do, um, you know, the solo activities that you want to do. Gotcha. Are you still, uh, planning on sharing the song you wrote, uh, during your 14 day self-isolation? I could, I could. Still needs work. Um, That's okay. We'll take a rough draft. We're not too picky. <laughs> I'd say right now it's a um, it's a concept. Okay. What what is the <laughs> um, concept? It's just uh, surrounding the the pandemic, and uh, you know, I started the song. Um, I came up with you know a verse. The song lacks structure at the moment. That's why I consider it a concept, but. Okay. Um, there's just some general themes that I'm trying to get at. Uh, one would be, you know, uncertainty of whether you have COVID or not. Um, that was something that, um, was very relevant to me. Um, cause I wanted to get a test, but there were limited test kits and, you know, I, I figured, Hey, I, my symptoms aren't terrible. Um, and while there's this, you know, limit on test kits, you know, some other people will be better served than, than me. Right. Um, so that, that kept me from, you know, going to the doctor and trying to get one, even though I, I likely would have gotten rejected just because I'm at that, uh, not as at risk with that population. Right. Uh, being uh, 27 years old. So, so that was one uh, theme. Um, Another another theme is the idea of flattening the curve or, you know, stopping the spread mm-hmm. um, of just, you know, make a sacrifice, stay inside, you know, don't go outside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just, just do your part um, and try to stop the spread. Uh, so that was, that was the second theme and uh, blanking on the third theme. I, I think you had a verse about Netflix, didn't you? I did. I did. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know whether I ever put pen to paper on it, but um, <laughs> but there there was some mention of Tiger King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I, I I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I could I could keep adding to the song as the weeks go by. Just you know, themes of the week and. Um, yeah, make a little uh, make a song out of that. So yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, that's been fun. Is there is there anything else you feel like my audience needs to know about about coronavirus or about your experience or your insight? Um, I don't know. I, I just I just hope that it uh, we can kind of get through it. Um, yeah, it seems like. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they seem to be the first state that they're trying to reopen some parts of the economy, or, or if they're going for a full reopening. But um, 
Yeah, no, I found it interesting that they're opening bowling alleys and movie theaters. Um, just because at this time, I feel like the last thing I would want to do is, you know, go bowling and stick my fingers in those little holes and <laughs> what, wonder wonder who else has been doing that. Uh, That's a good point. It, it, yeah, and, uh, I don't know. I thought I found that one interesting. Um, in a movie theater, I'm not, you know. I don't have any special desire to do that. I go to any movie, so right. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah, and hopefully, you know, hopefully it does work out, and uh, we don't see an increase in cases or or that. But I'm I'm a little I don't know, I'm a little worried about what's going to come with that. Um, I think that'll be a big indicator of our policy our, our policy moving forward. Right, yeah, if it works there, we can do it elsewhere, but if not, probably uh, keep going with uh, social distance and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and there's just so many unknowns with, you know, how long this is going to last. And um, So, yeah, hopefully it works out. Um, yeah, it's, that's pretty much, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'll be watching that. Yeah, me too. Well, I uh, I appreciate you taking out time of your day to uh, be on our show yep and uh thanks for having me uh, yeah it was fun all right i'll let you know when it's posted all right last up on the show today we have a tune i wrote it's called covid tide I ripped it off of vance joy enjoy I was scared of going to the store I was scared to see if that guy would cough anymore All my friends are staying home The true number of cases may never be known Ah, This death is so morbid I'm hoping that it goes away soon I hate it Seeing all of this pain And don't put bleach in your veins Only listen to the scientists Well there's this movie that I think you'll like This guy decides to stay at home And binges shows on Netflix His sweatpants and slippers never change Looks outside, thinks to himself, these times are awful strange. Ah, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, no, no, and it spreads real quick. Oh, lately, running away from this COVID. All this death is so morbid. I'm hoping that it stops real quick. I hate it, seeing all of this pain. Don't put bleach in your veins, only listen to the scientists. Well, I just gotta, I just gotta know if it's gonna, if it's gonna stay. 
I just gotta, I just gotta know When's that vaccine coming to make it go away? I swear it better come quick Cause people are anxious and protesting ah, Lately, running away from this COVID All this death is so morbid I'm hoping that it goes away soon I hate it, seeing all of this pain And don't put bleach in your veins Only listen to the science